0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama. Yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. in today's episode i tried my best to answer a question that i received and it was who were you before bmw and so yeah this was a really interesting one to answer because i'm very much still you know learning and growing and evolving and developing every year every month um and we all are right so we evolve so much so in the episode i share a little bit about my testimony and some of the things that I have overcome. And I believe that it'll be a blessing. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am strong and courageous. I am intentional with my words, actions, time, money, and thoughts today. I see myself winning. I see myself prospering. I see myself manifesting nothing but God's best. There is nothing for me to fear. Your spirit, O oh God, is at work, and divine results are already mine. I have unshakable faith in the perfect outcome for God is in absolute control. God's power goes before me, making easy and successful and delightful my way. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. All obstacles and barriers to my success are divinely dissolved now. My income and my outcome are now aligned with my faith. I speak all these things from a place called done. Yes, 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 and yes. Can I get an amen? <laughs> if you need to, you can play this back for yourself. But you know how I am about my affirmations and about my declarations. I just, I, it's, it's very, very important to my life. Because, you know, we're in a society where the world is loud. There's a lot being said. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to, um, to take in. There's a lot to have an opinion about. There's a lot of opportunity to worry and to be in fret and to be afraid and to begin to doubt. There's just so much that comes at us from TV to social media to conversations to friends to associations to whatever. It's There's a lot of noise, y'all. A lot of noise in the world, so I am uh, very, very intentional about my affirmations and my declarations because I am speaking from a place called done. Helps me to deny my current circumstances, rise up above them, and operate from a higher place. So that's my thing. Um, and if you don't have yours, you already know. Get your confession together. We talked about that, in I think episode number four. So again, this is the first season and we're doing a lot of getting to to know one another. You're certainly getting to know a little bit more about me and I'm learning about you. And this is um, the beginning of a beautiful relationship, I believe. Okay, so today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I think the next couple episodes will be... um, kind of like mini episodes, because I've been getting some questions and I want to insert those questions in between some of the episodes I already had planned to release. And so I'm going to start with that. And, and one of the questions that I received recently was really, really interesting. And, um, and so I'm going to give you a little bit of that today. So it's going to be a short maybe i don't know it might be a short episode we'll see in a second <laughs> but one of the questions that i received was serena okay i know you're you know you're a boss you're a mom you're a wife now you're married you have a beautiful family and you know things are going well you've already had successful success in business and you know those kind of things but who were you before you were a boss a mom and a wife Who were you before the businesses? Who were you before um, the success? Before being on magazine covers? Before getting media attention? Before serving on boards and all those things? Who were you? And, oh sorry, I just hit the microphone. And I thought that that was so interesting because, um... Yeah, I don't talk about that too much. Not anymore, anyway. So in the book, of course, if you don't have it, I'm going to tell you to get it. In the book, Water Walker, I do go into a little bit of my story. It's almost like a summary of my story within the the introduction. And I talk about how I was as a teenager, really ambitious, really independent, uh, always full of energy, always an extrovert. I was kind of always that way. And like every other adolescent You know, I went through my identity stuff and, you know, trying to choose friends, peer pressure, self-esteem stuff. You know, I went through all of that, but I decided I said, you know what, let me share from 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 here. One of the things that um that has kind of made me into who I am today and who I am still you know accepting right because I'm I'm still learning every single day who God has created me to be because that's my that's my mission my mission is to be what he intended when he created me. Um, and this is why you talk, you hear me talk a lot about unbecoming and taking off layers and things like that because um, I am on a mission to just be who he intended, not what life created, right? Because life creates us into things, circumstances, um, bre- uh, breed different things. So I become afraid when I wasn't afraid. I become this person of, with low self esteem and low self worth, I, I become this person who's now hopeless, hopeless and helpless, and it's because of typically my experiences, right? All right, so let's go back. I um, so I'm I'm really intentional about that that mission, right? Of of being who God intended for me to be. Young person, yeah, same struggles as just about everybody. Now you know, at 16, um. Well, around 16, I was in a relationship with a man that was 10 years older than me. And um, I found out I was pregnant with twins when I was 17 years old, my last year of high school. So I kind of went from being literally a 16 year old kid with a job and a car and, you know, responsibilities to being the parent. To two children and I didn't have the kind of situation where you know I was a teen parent but my parents took care of the babies and I, you know and I just got to still live my life and grow up and they just were you know taking care of the kids for me and kind of helping me through no I lived with both my I lived with both of my parents I grew up with both of my parents I lived in a home with both of my parents <laughs> but them kids was my kids it was very clear so did they help yes but by the time I was 18 I was already in my first apartment and never looked back so I've been living on my own since I was 18 years old right and so the twins were one about to be two when, when I moved into my first place. And I can tell you, that's where I learned the most. I was very, very paralyzed by fear. I was afraid. Um, one, the relationship that I gotten out of was not the best. And so I was actually afraid of him. Um, and I was on my own and, um, I had restraining orders. I mean, it was it was like that, right? And so I had actual fear. I was afraid. Um, I struggled with worry. I was always worried. I was worried about how to pay bills. I was worried about um, keeping my children safe. I was worried about whether or not I was going to have enough. I was worried about what we we're going to eat. I mean, you name it. I was like a worry worm. Now, granted, I'm a young person with all of this responsibility, all these things to do. And, and I lived, um, I lived at that time in Northeast Philadelphia and I didn't have any family anywhere close by, you know, so everybody was, and when I say close, I mean like around a corner across the street, five minutes away. No, everybody was, um, outside of the city. So, you know, 20, 30 minutes away. So I was on my own, on my own. Um, And this is where I discovered, like, you know, I needed to get jobs that, uh, like, paid well. So that's when I started applying for, you know, jobs I didn't qualify for, all that stuff. And um, I ended up working at an investment firm. That's what I did. Um, I I got a job that started as a temp job, but I uh, started working at this investment firm. But back to, to, to me, right? I struggled with this worry and this fear, I had all I already had like a lot of insecurity because I don't know who I am. You know, I I, the 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 one thing about being a teenage mom that many people overlook is the identity crisis that happens. I mean, we already go through many identity crises as we grow up. Right. We're discovering who we are, what we like, what we don't like, whatever. But when you go from being a a child to a parent overnight, there's gaps, right? And there are things that I don't know. There are things that I don't know to do. There are things that um, I'm unsure of, but then there are times when I have to pretend that I do know just for my own safety. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are conversations I need to have even about my children. When we go to doctors, when we go to appointments, when I'm calling about different things, there are things I just don't know, but I have to pretend that I know because it's my responsibility to know. Does that make sense to you? And if you do that long enough, you start convincing yourself that you know some stuff that you don't really know, (laughs) right? And that causes all kinds of issues it just it just does so i you know i remember not being able to answer questions like serena what do you like i remember i was at a women's fellowship at my church And um, whoever was in charge at that time, we were going around the circle. People were sharing, you know, what do you do for you? What do you what do you like to do? And I remember the answers being like, um, or what makes you happy? That's what it was. The question was, what makes you happy? I'll never forget it. And people were like, oh, you know, it makes me happy when I can go get my nails done or when I can go to a spa or when I can... Uh, go on vacation. It was, you know, things like that. Now, I'm a parent, but I'm still like 17, 18 at that time. I have this apartment. I don't know how we're getting food this next week. And I'm sitting here trying to answer this question. And. I was almost in tears. I probably was in tears because I used to be in tears all the time. There were certain things I couldn't. I was, oh, I was very, very emotional. Very emotional. And it was because I was dealing with a lot of hurt. So I'll get into that a little bit too. But I was dealing with a lot of hurt, a lot of betrayal, a lot of feeling alone. Um, just a lot of that. So I remember trying to answer the question. And I was just crying like, because I had nothing. Like, What makes me happy? Um I don't know. Like I have I didn't have a clue. I couldn't. It was, it was it was an impossible question for me to answer. And I remember the woman that was facilitating said, um what makes you happy is not the same as anybody else's in this room. Like this is about you. It's about what makes you happy. Now you heard what makes her happy, but that's not going to be the same for everybody. So You know, and and I think she was like explaining to me that, you know, my now is not forever, right? So what makes me happy right now is what makes me happy right now. As I grow, as I mature, as life evolves, I'll discover other things that make me happy. So she was like, even if right now you're just happy when your kids have new clothes And you have food at your house, like your car is running well and you guys can spend time together, like the simple things. And that for me was, it was, it was monumental, right? Because again, I was, I was already at this early age, losing myself in my roles. I hope that, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So I was already kind of losing myself in my roles, right? I, I was battling. And so I also, on top of that, um, and we're talking about who I was before BMW, right? And um, some of these things, you know, it, it's taken a lot of time to work through. And honestly, some stuff I'm still kind of working through, right? So I I had, you know, betrayal I needed to work through, Right i had guilt and shame um at high levels i felt abandoned a lot of times there were times i would sit in my um my apartment window and um i would sit in my apartment i would sit in the window sit on the couch looking out the window while the kids were playing or whatever and i remember just looking out and looking at the sky and saying where am i going like how does this picture change like how would how does it get any different than this i'm in this one bedroom apartment with these two babies i'm alone i am broke i am frustrated i don't have any friends I am away from my family. What changes? How does this change? And I did that for a long time. I did that for a long time. Um, But as I explained in the book, you know, I was always ambitious. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always knew that I would have a business. I saw myself walking through the city with a suit on and some heels. I saw myself driving a nice car. Like I just saw myself doing business. I didn't know what (laughs) or how, but those were like, I really saw that. I really saw myself on the cover of magazines as a younger person. And now here I was in this situation and I couldn't see beyond my situation. And some of you might be there, like you can't see beyond where you are. And here's what's so amazing. I had to connect with the fact that I'm not a mistake. God has a perfect plan for my life. And although I made mistakes or made bad um, decisions or whatever, he remains faithful to me and does not change his mind about me Based on what I do or don't do, do you understand that? And I didn't always, I didn't always understand that. I, faith comes by hearing, right? Hearing by the word of God. So faith cometh, e t h. That means cometh is you know c o m e t h. When you see that in the Bible, that means continually. So faith continuously comes by what you continuously hear, and so the one thing that I never stopped doing is I never stopped fellowshipping. I never stopped attending church. Um, I never stopped uh, being around the the people of God. I never stopped being around people of faith. I was at church every single Sunday. Even when I went through my club phase, when I thought I wanted to just, you know, go out and have some fun, I still went to church on Sunday because I just, I grew up that way. I knew the importance. I hadn't connected Relationship-wise, yet you know, I was I was working on it, but I knew the importance of being around people of faith, and so that fellowship I I would not break. I would come rain, hail, sleet, or snow. And at first, to be honest, I was coming, and I think my pastor at the time called it out like Serena. You know, she is here with these two babies. Rain, hail, sleet, snow. And, you know, she gets here and I was committed and yes, I was dedicated, but I was also alone. And so part of my reason for coming all the time was I needed a break. I needed, (laughs) I needed to be around adults because I felt trapped in that apartment with the, with these babies and, you know, they would cry. I would cry. We all be crying. I don't know what they want. They don't know what I want. It was just a mess sometimes, um, I didn't know a lot of things to do with them. You know, I, I'm learning. I was I was learning. So yeah, I talked to them and played with them. But I remember days where nobody talked. I mean, they weren't talking yet. They had their little toys and I didn't know to like engage them a lot. It, just, yeah, it was a lot of stuff. So, but anyway, I never stopped fellowship. That was one of the things that, that helped me tremendously. And from that, Um, I had like a like a mentor, right? Had someone in my church who took interest in me and who saw what I could not see and who would offer me a perspective that I did not have. Right. And this is why I am big on having mentors and people in your life. I'm telling you um, right now, I do it on a professional level, right, with coaching and mentoring my mentor group and stuff like that. But it is so important to have someone who can see what you don't see, tell you what you don't want to hear so that you can be who you know you uh, were meant to be. And for me, that was someone at my church and they took interest in me and would spend time with me and show me practical things and, you know, show me what it looked like to live a life of faith and um, showed me what it looked like to um, to manage money and to manage resources. And, you know, I had those I had that and I had somebody to talk to when I didn't know what to do. I could cry and say, I have no idea what I'm doing, and be given a new perspective. You know what I mean? So that for me was a monumental because I had someone like a child, like a child has, like when you're ready to walk, you know, a child has somebody to stand them up and say, come on, come on, walk to me now. <laughs> come on, take one step. And that child will walk and fall and get back up and try again and walk and fall and get back up and try again and when the child walks and falls you don't say okay well never mind maybe you just can't do this because you know the ability to do it is in them right and so I had someone in my life who saw that and that is huge that that's that's huge um so that's one of my that was one of my biggest um yeah, that was that was a big thing for me, right? So to have somebody that, that can do that and kinda call out greatness and expose me to more, right? Exposure leads to expansion. That's what I believe for for us as adults, for children, all of that, what you're exposed to. Um, when you're exposed to more, you your mind expands more. So the more I was exposed to, the more I could think about the possibilities, like, wow, this is possible. You know, well, wait, that's possible. Well, th-, you know, so you're opened up to new possibilities when you expose yourself to new experiences. And that's what I had an opportunity to do. And, you know, I cried many of these still, you know, on the way to becoming and um, who 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 I am today. Like I cried, I second guessed myself. I made more, wrong decisions. I went the wrong way plenty times. The thing is, I've stayed committed to the journey. And God has remained committed and faithful to me. I mean... It's just it's a beautiful thing, so that's my long roundabout answer to Serena. who were you before? and uh, like I said, I mean, like many of us, I was lost, but now I'm found <laughs> and blind, but now I see, and um, and I'm here now and able to encourage, empower and inspire you. And I do believe that all things, every part of my story, every part of your story, everything you've ever faced, it's all working together for your good. And um, that's the promise to them that are called, to them that are, that love God. Um, and, and so I'm just really excited about where I can stand now in a place of victory and not in a place of defeat. So listen, if you are looking for someone, looking for a group, looking for accountability, um, looking for someone to help you walk, like I gave that example of before, looking for someone to call out that greatness um, and and help you to really, really maximize your time and maximize the potential that you were uh, born with. If you're looking for a group like that, definitely consider joining the, um, the Water Walker VIP group and you can find out more about that on iwalkonwater.net okay that's where you get all the information about that group but that's a that's a place that um that's really morphed into a safe place for you to take off your cape uh and and get rejuvenated, recharged, revived um and restored so that you can lead and manage home business life with um, super clarity and confidence okay so if that's something you're interested in make sure you take a moment and head on over to iwalkonwater.net and of course you can find our podcast group on Facebook so you can join and continue the conversation there if this episode has blessed you in any way please please leave us a comment send me a dm just let me know it was a good one and you learn something that's what allows me to do this and um to keep answering your questions so that's all for today you see there i told you you were in for a treat is that incredible or what i am sure that there was something said today that has you really really thinking and here's the deal you can head right over to my website and i have so many good things for you like specifically for you Uh, we have a community of like-minded faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you and i mean we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things so head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further okay and then also If you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.